You're listening to Pink Pantyhose, where comedy meets feminism. I'm your host, Naya, and thank you all for listening to my podcast. You can do anything with your ears. You can clean your ears. You can pierce your ears. But the fact that you're giving me your ears to listen to my podcast, I greatly appreciate you. So, today. The feminist lesson for today, I have two of them. First of all, don't allow someone's fear to stop you from having a good time or doing something that you want to do. Second, don't be afraid and don't be guilty to holler at all of the homies. So, earlier this month, I traveled with my dad and my older sister to Michigan to attend my uncle's family picnic. I didn't expect too much excitement, too many thrills, because I didn't grow up with my dad's side of the family and I didn't know them. But... I saw the trip to Michigan as an opportunity to travel because I'd never been to Michigan before and I want to bond with my dad and my sister. So when it comes to vacationing, I'm not the type to plan. I get to my location, my destination, I research some things that I want to do and then once I know what I want to do, I leave out 9 to 10 a.m., don't come back before 5 or 6 and then later that evening, I'll leave out about 11 o'clock to go party and then I'll come back at 2 a.m. and I do the cycle over and over again until it's time for me to go home. So when I got to Michigan because we were in the northern suburbs of Detroit I realized I had so much downtime like I was not anticipating that much downtime. I'm literally sitting in a bed watching TV and you know I'm bored if I'm watching TV. I haven't watched TV consecutively um, since 2010 after I graduated high school I'm sitting on the bed and I'm like man I need to go out I need to find me some plans find me some business so on my mission to find fun I'm researching clubs in the area fun fact about me is that I love Latin dancing I'm talking bachata salsa cumbia cha-cha merengue duranguense norteña all of that and then some so I found a Latin club. It's called Bongos. It was only five minutes away from the hotel. So I'm thinking, yes, save money on the Lyft and the Uber. So I told my dad and my sister, I was like, yeah, the Lyft is only going to cost like a dollar something. And they were like, what? You going out tonight? They were not having it because earlier we went to Family Dollar to go find my sister a sweater because she didn't pack the sweater. It was summertime. Who out here packing sweaters in their luggage? And we were at the Family Dollar, and we were observing. We were looking around. And if you don't know the hood or a low-income area, Family Dollars only exist in low-income areas, like the poor areas. Also, I knew we were in the hood because I ain't never seen or heard of a, a Dr. Martin Luther King drive in a downtown area, I only seen that in the hood. Lastly, our final confirmation was that the beauty supply was across the street. It was called Inglewood Beauty Supply. So we knew this is where black folks were. We knew this was the hood. And it was kind of sad hearing that from my dad. Hearing him be scared for me because he grew up in Chicago, like in his 20s, and now he's in his 70s. So he know what Chicago's like. Yeah, there's some danger. But in the news, they over exaggerate the danger like we live in the south suburbs and we travel into the city for work so it was just sad that he was doing the same thing to Detroit 
saying like, oh my gosh, it's so dangerous, even though we're in the northern suburbs, the same way other people talk about Chicago and Chirac. And my sister, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I'm used to my sister being scared all the time. Like, ain't nothing new. Same person. Ain't gonna change. But I wasn't scared because back in 2015, I was a recruiter. I would travel all across the United States by myself. And I would go out and explore the city by myself. So if anything was to be feared or be afraid of, it was being in that hotel, missing out on a good time, and not being with somebody's tea or somebody's uncle. I'm just saying. So they tried to make me feel guilty, y'all. Tell me why they tried to tell me, oh my gosh, we're going to be up late, worried about you. Woo, woo, woo. I leave the hotel around 11-something. They in the bed sleeping and snoring. Okay, up all night? All right. So I get it to my lift. It was only $1.90, y'all. Yes, shout out to me for saving a coin. And I told the driver, I was like, man, wait five minutes. If you don't see me come out, you can leave. And I tipped them $5. Because when I was doing research on the club, I tried to find out Instagram, Facebook to see the reviews. I saw some old reviews, but I didn't see anything new or current. So I was going into that club blindsided. And I walked to the club, and I tried to see if the club was busting, you know, before I paid my $10 cover. And the huge mirror on the wall, y'all, it was very misleading. The wall was facing the dance floor. So the mirror on the wall made it seem like there were so many more people. But when I walked in, it was only a small crowd, and I was really disappointed. Not to mention, the DJ was playing Mexican music. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some Mexican music. But I was expecting salsa, reggaeton, you know, some Bad Bunnies, some J Balvin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Mexican music is cool. It's kind of like the country music or the country version of Mexican music. And it's cool. It's an acquired taste. I don't mind it when it's mixed in like every three songs. But I like salsa, bachata, all of that. So I'm standing at the bar, and I'm contemplating if I should go home because there was barely anybody there. And the people who were there were standing at the tables by the bar. But then I reminded myself, girl, you got dressed, you paid for your lift, and you can't get your $10 cover back. So there I stood. So as I was standing by the bar, this older white diff, he started talking to me. And I'm not going to front. He was cute. He was very cute. And he asked me, oh, have you been here before? And as we were having a conversation, he told me that he was from Cuba. He taught physics at a university level. And he had two children. And he didn't know how to Mexican dance. So I wasn't really interested in him. Now, had we met in Chicago, I would have been open to dating him or making him my sugar daddy. But because he couldn't dance to Mexican music, I was leaving Michigan tomorrow. And he had kids. Y'all know I don't date men with kids. I'm the only one that should be calling you daddy. I didn't take him seriously. And when I go to Latin clubs, I'm not there for the chit-chat to make a friend. I'm there to dance. I'm there to shake something. I'm there to sweat something out. You know what I'm saying? Unless we have a good vibe, I'll talk to you for a bit. But I'm there for a good time. And at first I felt guilty, like, man, I'm about to leave this guy to go dance with somebody else. But then I snapped myself back into reality, like, sis, we here for a good time, not a long time. You're not married to this man. You don't owe him anything. He know what's up. We at a club, you know. So after a while of talking, I told him, hey, when some bachata music comes on, 
That's that's more universal lad dancing. Uh, we gonna dance, and I knew there was no bachata music coming on. That's like expecting to eat pizza at McDonald's. That's the same way with dancing. So I'm walking around the club. I'm finding all the sexy teals and the uncles, cause you know I love stealing some uncles and some teals, y'all. <laughs> And I'm looking at the guys to see who has rhythm, who's bobbing their heads. Because if a man has a drink in his hand, chances are he's not going to put the drink down to dance with you. Maybe he will. But I was looking for someone to dance with. So I go by the tables. And there was this guy. He was short. And he had spiked hair. And he had an eyebrow ring. He wasn't really that cute. And he asked me, oh, do you want to sit down? I was like, okay. Shoo, I ain't trying to stand all night. And he offered me a Modelo. For those of you who don't drink, that's a beer. Usually Mexicans drink it. Uh, but I declined because I don't like alcohol, wine, none of that. But when I do drink, <laughs> the few times that I do drink, I drink beer, specifically Corona, Dos Equis, Presidente, or Blue Moon. And then when I told him, oh, I only drink Corona, he was like, okay. Went to the bar, got me something. But I watched him the entire time because what he wasn't going to do what you not gonna do is put something in my drink and then I'll wake up tomorrow and I'm a hashtag, a news story, a lifetime movie. For the record, abduction, date rape, it's not a joke. Sending good vibes to anyone who's experienced that. Just had to put that out there. So he came back to the table and we were talking in Spanish. You know your girl? Pablo <laughs> Espanol, you feel me? Cause the T is like Spanish. And I found out his name was Leo. And I told him my name was Vita, because that's my sorority name, hey. And I didn't want to tell him my real name. So I'm in the club, and there's men who are looking at me. One, because I'm fine. Hello, look at this body. <laughs> Curse for days. Who doesn't like chocolate? Um, but also they're thinking, um, what's this black woman doing here? <laughs> so I'm sitting, I'm talking to Leo And four men walk into the club And they kind of stand in the front of us They kind of were standing to the side You'll know if you were there And there was one guy in a maroon shirt And he wanted me to dance with his friend In a red shirt And I assumed they were clowning and trying to joke Because of their body language Like they were too giggly giggly Hee hee and ha ha Especially maroon And I thought they were trying to play it off Like oh like I was ugly, and they were trying to make his friend uncomfortable. You know how guys, they play that game, like, oh, my friend wants to talk to you. I thought they was on that type of stuff. So I tried to play it off. I was like, oh, no sabe que bailar. Basically, your friend don't know how to dance. I don't know why you're trying to ask him to ask me. Like, I'm too good to dance with him. And after we were talking for a bit, I just stopped talking to Maroon because he was acting like my Spanish didn't make sense. No. I'm not a native speaker, but I knew, do know some words. And the music wasn't that loud. Stop playing games. So the music changed and cumbia music came on. Now, if you know me, I love some cumbia. Cumbia is the music that Selena danced to um, in the movie. You know, J-Lo, you know, Bitty Bitty Bamba. That's cumbia music. So I asked Leo, I was like, yo, you want to dance? We walk up to the dance floor, y'all. 30 seconds into the song, and I'm like, yo. Your dance skills are trash. I was very disappointed. I didn't say this, but he could probably say this on my face. And I'm not an expert in Mexican dancing or just dancing in general. And Mexico is a very diverse country. But the way he was moving, I could tell he did not have a good teacher. His moves were not smooth. They were just off, real off. 
And I saw some people to the side, they were laughing at us. I don't know if they were laughing at me. They were laughing at how short he was in comparison to my height. Or they were laughing at his dance moves. I just don't know. But first of all, y'all not even on the dance floor. Y'all on the corner, hee hee and ha ha and sipping on whatever you sipping on. You're not even, you don't even have the courage to go out here and dance. But second of all, I paid $10 to dance and have a good time. Not to worry about you and your opinion. So I kept it moving. So after tolerating Leo's poor dance moves, after tolerating Leo's poor dance moves, we sat down. He offered me another beer, but I declined because I did not want him thinking that we were going to have an ongoing conversation. Like, no, I'm on to the next T.O. or uncle. So I'm sitting down at the table, and I, I got tired of watching people dancing and having a good time. So there was a group of women near the DJ who were having a good time, and I decided to join them. And it was so much fun, y'all. It was so uplifting. It was women of all ages, all shapes and sizes. I don't think all of them spoke English, which was perfectly fine, but you could tell in our body movements, in our body language, that we were just having a good time. It was all sisterly vibes. We were shaking and dancing, and we were all standing in a circle, gassing each other up, cheering each other on, stepping in and out of the circle. And then there was one man who was short. He was not cute. He had a big, lumpy nose, and he was trying to get us to dance with him and on him. And I'm thinking, sir, do you not see this sisterly vibe that you ruin it? Like, don't nobody want to dance with your Humpty Dumpty ass. But anyways, I digress. We had a good time. So at some point, I sat back down at the table area and a group of four men were still standing in the same spot. And I was checking them out. I'm like, hmm, who's a sexy teal over there? And I realized there was a man in a blue shirt he was fine, and he was my type, y'all. I'm talking broad shoulders, had a little muscle, or he just had structured fat. You know when like, you go into the gym and you're not swole, but you transitioning from chunky to muscle? Yeah, he had that. His fat wasn't all flabby and all over the place. And he had facial hair, and you know I love me some beards. Oh, and a nice goatee. Ooh. And I'm not going front, y'all. I was a bit shy. And I didn't want to get rejected in front of a group of men. So I did the next best thing. I asked their friend in the red shirt if he wants to dance. And he accepted. Now, when it comes to dancing to Mexican music, it's about the man and the woman coming close together, their bodies touching. And with red shirt, he wasn't feeling me and I could tell because he was so focused on the dance moves like his eyes were staring off his beard was still in his hand meaning he had one less hand to hold me I could tell he was not engaged so by the end of the song I was just like yo thank you went my separate ways like dang I was trying to get some free feels and you know touch on his body so earlier that night as I was dancing with other men I peeped my room. He was bobbing his head to the music, and I know he was checking me out. He was feeling me. I knew he was like, girl, you can dance? Yes, Tio. Yes, I can dance. So I asked him, like, yo, come dance with me. He accepted. Let me tell y'all, I slept on Maroon. First of all, he smelled so nice. Like, ooh. Second of all, that smile was gorgeous. Third of all, we were talking while we were dancing, and it was a good vibe, y'all. And may I remind y'all, it was all in Spanish, so I knew he was feeling me. You know, toot toot, that's my horn. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. 
and I couldn't recall all the details of our conversation. But I do remember I learned his name. He was from Zacatecas. He thought I was pretty. Hello. And overall, it was just nice being in his arms and real close to him. Then the DJ started playing reggaeton music. For those of you who don't know, reggaeton is like the hip-hop of Latin music. Like it's Spanish with some good beats, some good bass. So I turned around and I started grinding on him because it is not a party. It ain't a good time unless I'm grinding on somebody. You know what I'm saying? And he was feeling me too because he was grabbing on my butt. Ooh-wee. If you know me, I love me some free feels and some club groping if I'm feeling you. And the way he moved his hips and he grinded behind me, it felt real different, but it felt good. But something I never experienced before. And I had to catch myself, y'all, because the last time, y'all remember when I went to Miami, last time I was dancing with a man and he had good pelvic thrusting, he was not good in bed. So I was like, girl, focus. This is just dancing. Don't get too excited. <laughs> and as we were dancing, there was this woman who was sitting next to the guy in the red shirt. And she was cheering us on, blah, blah, blah. And I asked Maroon, I was like, who is that woman? He was like, girl, I don't know her. I was like, whatever, I ain't going to press you. And we just continued to grind. So me and Maroon, we parted ways. Because I get bored easily. I don't like dancing with the same person the entire night. I finally gained the confidence to dance with blue shirt. So at this point, I danced with red shirt maroon shirt and I was working on blue shirt so I danced with three of the four homies <laughs> and dancing with blue was not as fun as maroon I ain't gonna front because one blue's breath smelled ew yuck second of all the conversation wasn't as good I did not feel the same vibe and dance with blue like we talked a bit he was like oh you're pretty oh, are you on vacation woo 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 but it wasn't the same. And I was dancing with Blue, and I noticed that Maroon, he was dancing with another woman. Now, at first, I was salty, like, oh, why are you dancing with her? But then I realized, first of all, I'm cuter. Second of all, I'm going to dance with you later. Have fun with her while you can. So it's 2.15 after dancing multiple songs. Uh, they start kicking people out the club. And I was waiting for my lift. Why it took 16 minutes for a five-minute lift ride to arrive, I do not know. But anyways, I was waiting for my lift. There was guys trying to talk to me. Like, everybody in their teal was trying to holler. The short, ugly man with the bumpy nose who was ruining our sister vibe earlier. Some drunk guy with slurred words. Somebody was like, oh, my gosh, he has a mental illness or something. Like, no, he does not. He's just drunk and got no game. And then another young man, he was young enough to be my nephew, y'all. I could tell he couldn't dance. He, he looked very Americanized. He didn't even strike up a conversation with me, y'all. He just straight up asked, oh, you got a Snapchat? Goofy, I do not want you. Even though you kind of cute, but you a youngin. I'll break your skinny ass in half. But anyways, I went up to Maroon. I was like, these guys are getting on my nerves. Can you wait with me and my lift? And you know Maroon was more than willing because you know he vibing with your girl. So we're waiting outside and we're talking for a bit. And we exchanged numbers. I gave my number in Spanish because you know, bilingual, okay. 
I'm working toward being bilingual. Anyways, he got tired of talking, I guess, because he started to kiss me. And then he rubbed on my left titty. You know, your girl got some juicy melons. <laughs> and then kissing Maroon was a breath of fresh air. Just thinking about him has me wet. Oh, my gosh. He was so sexy. And the last person I kissed before Maroon was my ex. And my ex didn't know how to kiss. He will do, like, little pecks on the lips. But the way Maroon kissed, like, he was a man. He took charge. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he had his hands on. Like, the way he was sucking my, my lip. See, if you a real kiss, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like that, those slow strokes with your lips. Mmm. But anyways, the lift arrives, and I get in the car, and I'm just looking at Maroon like, dang, I want to go home with you. But I had to remind myself. First of all, I don't know if he carpooled or he drove his car with his three other homies. Second of all, I don't know this man. And I was living in a different state. Like, I didn't have control over the situation. Very little control. Third of all, his dick may be bad. Like, I'm tired of having sex with bad dick guys like yeah i'm open-minded and you know you gotta try try again but i'm gonna need guys to start approaching me with some referrals let me see the recommendations on your linkedin account something i need a, a customer testimonial something uh, and lastly i had to wake up the next morning to go back to chicago i still didn't pack and how do you explain to your dad and your sister oh I'm at some nigga house right now. Um, I'll be back around one. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I went back to the hotel, and I missed a call from Maroon. You know, he wanted all this chocolate goodness. And, man, I was so tempted. I wanted the D so bad. But I texted him, estoy mi hotel, which meant I'm at my hotel, a.k.a. I ain't leaving this bad boy, and I ain't going to see your ass tonight. So I wake up the next morning, and my dad and my sister, they wouldn't let me sleep in. They rubbed it in my face. Oh, you wouldn't be tired if you didn't go out last night. I ain't trying to heal all that. Yeah, I was sleepy, but I don't regret my decision, y'all. I would never turn down the opportunity to kick it with some fun Mexicans. So thank y'all for listening to my podcast. I appreciate y'all so much. By the way, I do have my website, Pink Pantyhost.com. Dot com. Check me out. I'll also be promoting my podcast that way, as well as I have a blog. So if you're not a listener, audio person, you can read all my wonderful going on. Um, but thank y'all for supporting me. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, my podcast is available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and other podcast streaming platforms. But thank y'all so much. Tune in next time. Bye.